Okay, welcome to Season of Change, Transforming Your Life by the Power in the Word of God. I am your host, Evangelist Joseph Jeremiah from Nigeria, and I have my guest here on this episode, Adena Johnson, retired psychologist professor and author and marriage coach and a counselor from the United States of America. Welcome to Season of Change. Thank you for having me. Wow, that's great. So how's the weather over there? Cold. It's cold for us. It's in the 40s. So I'm like, I'm in Florida, so I'm freezing. Wow, that's great. That's, that's nice. I believe you people are enjoying it. No, we're not. We hate it. <laughs> wow, wow. Wow, that's good. So uh, we're going to be having a nice time on this platform, and I believe you're going to enjoy your time being on Season of Change. And uh, we'll be discussing on this platform about a book published by Adina Johnson, Butterfly Blue. Butterfly Blue. We're going to be discussing about that, and we'll be looking at the, we'll be looking at infidelity and forgiveness. Fertility. Infertility, sorry, infertility and forgiveness. We'll be looking at infertility and forgiveness. So that's the topic or title of our book. And we'll be looking at a lot of things that goes along with infidelity and forgiveness in the book and the, all what it has to do with the book. So Adina Johnson, let me go straight to my first question for you. So what inspired you in writing this book? Butterfly well, Blue. Well, I wrote Butterfly Blue, The Pain of Infertility and the Power of Forgiveness is because when, right before I turned 35, my husband asked me to start having children. And actually I was four months from my 36th birthday. And so I told him, to tell me if he wanted to have kids before I turned 35. And so he was late. And at 35, older to have a child that's called advanced maternal age. So we started to try to have kids. And I always thought that you just did what you do as married people and you have kids. Well, when you're 35, that doesn't always work out that easy. So I ended up we ended up starting to try to have children and we found out that I was not able to have children right away. So I ended up having four miscarriages altogether. So that's what made me write the book. And then the power of forgiveness, I felt like with my dad, he wasn't the best parent. So I really wanted to like go through the process of forgiveness because I felt like I had so much anger and bitterness because of my upbringing. So that's how I ended up with two because I felt like I needed to forgive. Wow, thank you. That's a great inspiration. Oh, so uh, the second question is this How does the main characters in your book navigate the emotional challenges of infertility? Prayer. I had to do a whole lot of praying. Um, that, and that was a major, I had to do praying for both, for the infertility as well as the, the forgiveness part, 
because it was a process to forgive my dad. It didn't just happen overnight. A lot of times people say, oh, I forgive you and it's done, but that's not really how it works. It was a major process. So I really had to work on my relationship with God. I had to work on praying a lot, uh, meditation. I had to oftentimes take a beat and take a minute and take just time for me to get my emotions right. Oh, wow. So how can you share, can you share some key moments in the story that highlights the pain associated with fertility? Well, when I had miscarriages, um, in the book, I talk about when I went to my first doctor's appointment, me and my husband were so excited. We were videotaping. And when the nurse was looking for the baby, we were trying to hear the heartbeat. She just would not say anything. And I couldn't hear anything. And so that was a major blow. I'm smiling now. But that was a major blow because we were excited. We waited all this long time to announce that we were pregnant, finally. And it was not happening. It did not happen. So, you know, we had to leave and, you know, not have our ultrasound pictures and all the fun stuff that other people do. So that was one of the really emotional time for me. Oh. So in what way does Butterfly Blue, that is your book, address the societal stigma attached to infidelity? It, yeah, it's okay. It attaches emotional stigma because many times people just think that when you're married, because you get a lot of questions in society. When are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? Well, they don't know that people are trying and because that's the part that we don't talk about. So people are a lot of times looking at you strange when you get to a certain age and you don't have children. They're like wondering, well, what's the problem? And so that's part of the social or the society problems of it because individuals want to ask you questions. And oftentimes people do. You go go to family reunions or you go during Christmas time and everybody was like, when is the baby coming? You know, that type of thing. And they don't know that you are trying. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, how, how your, did your book address Stigmas attached to people undergoing this. It did. Yeah, it did. Because even going to the infertility doctor or the fertility doctor, you had to be there really early in the morning. I talked about that in my book where you had to be there really early in the morning. Nobody wants to look at each other. Everybody's just kind of there for the same reason. But no one wants to talk. First of all, it's really early in the morning, like six in the morning. And so everybody's like really tired and then it's just really taxing and emotional. So yeah, uh, many times it's like other people are going through it, but you don't talk about it. It's like a major stigma where you just don't talk about it because it's so painful. Wow. So what the research did you undertake? Research did you undertake to accurately portray the experience of the of individuals? with infertilities? I did a lot of research and my husband did a lot of research. He's a computer programmer. 
So the research that he did, trying to understand what was the issue, because that's what he does. He does research. And so with him doing research and me doing research, we found out that there are certain things you need to do to prepare your body to have children. And a lot of times I don't think we understand that there are things to do to prepare your body, such as eat right, eat healthy, hydrate multivitamins, prenatal vitamins, different things like that. So we had to do a lot of research to understand that it's not just, oh, you do what married people do and get pregnant. You have to really prepare your body to carry a baby because it's a lot. It's taxing. I think a lot of people don't understand when women are pregnant, it takes a lot out of us as far as nutrients. It's a major process. Wow. That's great. So your husband assisted you in doing a lot of research about it? He absolutely did. And he did research as to why was I having miscarriages as well. He figured out with his research, he figured out that because I have allergies, it was creating what's called hostile mucus. Because like you know when you have mucus in your nose and your nasal passages, oftentimes it's everywhere. So we just see it in the nose coming out of the nose, but it, and sorry to be kind of graphic, but we just see the drainage from the nose. But when you're trying to get pregnant, it can be hostile mucus, you know, in your, in your uterus as well. That's stopping the sperm from getting to the egg. Wow. So, oh, okay. So can you discuss any symbolic elements such as the significance of butterfly in the title of your book? Glad you asked that question. Most people don't ask that question. And the answer to that question is transformation. When butterflies go through in the cocoon, they go through a transformation. And my last name prior to getting married was Blue. So it's transformation of blue, which is me. Catch that. Okay, you can carry on. I was saying a lot of people ask that question because my last name, my maiden name was Blue. And so Butterfly Blue is transformation of blue, which is me. Nobody, I didn't even explain it in the book. So you cracked the code. You got, you asked the question that goes deeper. So uh, how do you, how do you believe, how do you believe storytelling can raise awareness and foster empathy for those for those struggling with infertilities? I think storytelling can raise the awareness because oftentimes there is a major stigma with not being able to have children without not being able to be to to have you know, to, for infertility, there's a major stigma many times. So I think storytelling is helpful because we get to talk to each other, just like when I was saying, when everybody was at the doctor's office and no one would talk, if we can share, you'd be amazed at how many women have gone through infertility 
And once I started going through my challenges and talking about it, other people were willing to share. People that I've known all my life, I never knew that they had miscarriages or problems having children. And once I started telling my story, individuals started sharing their story as well. Wow, that's great. So we have two questions to go. But you know, I never knew that the even in over the in your place in the states, there's always this issue of let's have children, let's have children, let's have children. You know, we here in Africa, we believe that every marriage must have children. We strictly don't much believe in adoptions of children because we believe every home should be blessed with a child. And we so much believe that God is the one giving children. But though when things begins to change and people have been enlightened and educated, so a lot of people begins to adopt. But we still find people getting miracles even at old age. God still bless them with children. We have people after 37 years of their marriage, God still bless them with children, not one, not two, not three. So we so much don't believe in infertility because we believe in miracles. So, uh, uh, but I don't know that also in America, there is all this that happened here still happened there. But I believe it's just individual differences. Yeah, I agree. I had my first child at 38. And prior to that, we had adopted. We adopted our oldest son. So we were already parents by adoption. And that's in the book too. It's, it's a very detailed story in the book about how we adopted our son. But we had our first child, biological child, at 38, and then we I had my second biological child at 41. Wow, that means you, is it that you got married late? I got married at 27. We announced at our 10-year wedding anniversary party that we were pregnant for the first time with our biological son, who's now 13. Wow. So uh, let me move to the ninth questions here. Are there any specific message or lessons you hope a fly blue regards infertilities and forgiveness? Are there lessons or messages you're trying to pass through them? Yeah, I think love conquers all. So me going through the process of forgiveness for my dad and showing him love, even in his final days because he actually died during the process and that's part of why I had to write about it but I had to show him love, even though I didn't necessarily feel love from him when I was growing up but I think love conquers all so I think that's the message of the book wow that's great now so let me put this before I ask you the last question there does your book really make any impact on the life of people reading it? I think so. Uh, the I wrote my book, I got published in 2019. So it's just immense how many people come to me and talk to me when they are having difficulties because people just don't think they're going to have trouble having babies. And when that happens, I get a lot of people that come to me and, and say, you know, 
I didn't understand. I didn't know that this was an issue until I brought the awareness about it. Wow, that's great. And uh, you will give recommendations to a marriage coach that will get connected with you. Down, then you speak on a platform also, uh, because. Uh, and I see that you are good on this field. I'll give her recommendations to her. She's in United she's in United Kingdom. So you're gonna speak to yes, she's gonna feature you on her platform also. Then you speak on issue of infidelity. She talks on marriage, relationship, divorce, and singles and all of this. So we'll move to our last questions for you on these platforms. So how did your approach balance the emotional weight, the subject matters, while still grift and complaints and hopeful narratives? How do you balance your approach balance the subject matters, infertilities? Well, because with the infertility and just the subject matter, I balance hope because I did have biological children and they're thriving, they're beautiful, they're wonderful. So I tell other women, you can succeed, you can make it. Part of what I do now is I have a podcast called Black Butterfly, Black Pearls. It is encouraging younger women. It's my closest friend. We've been friends for over 45 years. And so we're seasoned women now. And so we try to teach the younger women some of the things to look out for, some of the things to do, such as self-esteem, such as looking at red flags and dating. So with Black Butterfly, Black Pearls, and that's on Spotify, we really encourage younger women to get the most out of life. And so wow. that's how we encourage other women. That's how we encourage. As far as um, marriage coaching, my husband and I do marriage coaching, and that's on YouTube, and that's Nick, N-I-K, and Adina, A-D-I-N-A-H, and that's on YouTube, and that shows a lot of our marriage coaching techniques, because as marriage coaches, we encourage individuals to take control of their relationship and build and grow their relationship, because you can't wait until you go see someone to deal with the relationship issues that you're having, and you're going to have issues in relationships because it's inevitable. Wow. So uh, before I will allow you to say the closing uh, statement for this meeting, uh, how can people get connected to you on social media, your websites? People can get me on Facebook and that's Adina Johnson, A-D-I-N-A-H Johnson on Facebook, J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And then also on Instagram, Adina Adina J twenty five on Instagram. So, well, what about your website? Well, the only website we have, we do have Nick and Adina website, but my husband is a computer programmer; and he's still working on it. But you can also find us on YouTube under Nick and Adina, and that's N I K no C. So, if anyone is interested in buying your book, how can they get that? go on Amazon and actually from what I'm understanding since I've been published since 2019 Amazon has me on sale <laughs> wow so what's the take-home message you have for all our audience the take-home message I have is that you will succeed at anything you set your mind to do that God is in the process don't leave him out 
consult God when you're going through these challenges because he is there to support you and help you. And also the last thing I want to say is that don't be afraid of some of the things that God takes you through because it's for a reason for you to have other Wow, thank you so much. I believe you have a great experience on our platform. And I pray that God will strengthen you and keep you and keep your home. So I believe if we call on you on our next on another time, you give us, you make yourself available for us to be on our platform. And I will still promise that I'm gonna link you up with another podcasters that we have that will be very interesting to have you on your platform and that will be a great one and very soon i know that they will call on you so i appreciate your coming dana johnson thank you so much we'll be bringing this episode to a close while we stop recording oh welcome this is season of change transforming your Wow, sorry. This is season of change, transforming your life by the power and the word of God. So, Adina Johnson, thank you so much. We're that we'll have you again on this platform. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that streaming platform like Spotify, Apple, so so that you can get more details about this teaching. So, thank you so much for coming for our program. So we appreciate you so much. While we stop the recording, Dana Johnson, thank you.